my name is Tony Phillips, and um, I was born in Brent and bred, schooled. <laughs> and yeah, my family has always settled in Brent from Jamaica, and that was in like 1950 something. Um, I'm a family of five, I'm the youngest. I went to Keeble School, and from then on I went to St. Mark's Church School, which is a Church of England school in Fulham, and then my parents immigrated back, or migrated, I should say, back to Jamaica, and I had to go along with them, of course. So I went to finish my schooling in Jamaica, high school, and then after a few years, um, I came back to England. Uh, we formed a band. Arsden has always been one of the main capitals where the reggae artists who came from Jamaica would congregate or would, that's where they would go and meet because they could get West Indian food. And there's a lot of West Indians, especially Jamaicans, living in the Arsden area. Um, we had lots uh, of the major reggae labels were based in the Brent, Harlesden, Kensal Rise area. And, um, and we, as a, as a musician, um, you know, we grew up seeing the musicians and so on because the, um, Harlesden has always been a strong... Um, bass for reggae musicians ever since some of the greatest bands I should say greatest um, like the Cimarons and the Moarks they were bands before us elderly that we used to watch or heard hear of so we kind of followed that kind of legacy of you know where the reggae musicians' connection with the artists and the congregation and the community. My childhood introduction to reggae was hearing my parents play in, you know, records and stuff from Jamaica, records that they had brought with them from Jamaica. And as a child, we used to have parties and stuff. And... You know, it was their way of keeping connected with Jamaica, and we, as the, as the young ones, just to you know get drawn into that. Um, but it was something that we loved, well, and I loved it. I loved. I've always loved music. I used to play with the stereo, and when I was a little small child, I used to always talk about that. So, and my sisters, which was older than me. So they was hip with all of the new dances and the new songs. And, you know, as a little little younger one, you used to just watch them. And you just get into, into the merriment of it all, you know? And um, I, I mean, my mum used to send me to piano lessons when I was very small. And like, she always wanted me to be a musician in some way, you know? And, um, but I didn't really start playing instrument 
like a guitar because I'm a guitarist until like when after I came back to England from Jamaica and obviously in Jamaica that's where the the, the artists were and the music were being made so we used to go to stage shows every Christmas they'd have Christmas stage live shows and like the latest artists would perform like a matinee thing for Christmas and I used to watch the artists and the musicians and really enjoyed it and then I came back over to England about 76, 75 and um, I remember going to the first show I went to I went to a, a live show and um, I wasn't too impressed. I'm usually a man who's always... Because I used to have a sound system, a little sound system as a kid. And um, I used to like going to the, to the dances to hear the music and to dance with girls and things. So I never used to like live bands because it wasn't the same. It, was, it wasn't like the record. And I didn't really enjoy it that much. And I said to myself that day, I said, I'm going to have a band and it's going to sound just like the record. Because, you know, it had to sound like the record for me, mm -hmm. you know. And um, I started to... My brother-in-law was dating my sister at the time. Um, he was a guitarist and he was in a band, a band called The Spartans. And they used to rehearse on a Sunday. And I was just, I was always glad to go along with them and watch them rehearse. And when they have a break for a cup of tea or whatever, I would just, that's when we get our opportunity, all those others on the sidelines, you know, and I just pick it up and play a bit. And they used to teach me some chords and I just started to keep on playing. Um, there was a lot of places, still there was like a Coliseum. They used to hold dances there, they used to have an Odeon. There used to be a Odeon theatre in, in the middle of Arsden there. And we used to go there because people used to keep shows and dances there, there used to be like clubs, uh, Tavistock, Tavistock Hall, Bedburn Hall in Wilson, just down the road there, um, Larry Constantine. There was a few places that we could play. Not a lot, but there was a few. There was um, a place, I can't remember the name of the place now, anyway. But there was a few places and um, we just got together as musicians and we approached our local community leader at Stonebridge because that's where we used to rehearse and he gave us a little back room that we could rehearse in and we started to rehearse in there and after a while we asked to get a grant and he got us a little grant not much but he got us a grant £1,500 something like that so we soundproofed it ourselves because we couldn't afford to you know that's why it got the name Rough Cut because it was just musicians who 
did it. You know, we went and got the material and, you know, we was all there doing it. And obviously it looked terrible and it was done because, you know, we were musicians, we were not carpenters and so on, but we didn't care. Right, but we did what we can do because there was people amongst us, fans or, you know, world wishers who, who had a bit of experience with the trade and they would help us. And we soundproofed the uh, back room in Donovan Court. There has to be the neighborhood project. And um, we used to rehearse in there. And then after a while, a lot of musicians from all about starting to use it. And that's when we started to kind of form more bands and more groups. And we used to rehearse. You know, at the time, there really wasn't much places that you can find for to play. So when we did get the opportunity, it was kind of to put us out of the way. And um, but after a while, a lot of the youngsters started to come a lot. Um, we started to get popular. We used to play a lot. Artists used to come from Jamaica, and they would employ us as the band. So. It was a wonderful atmosphere because we brought all of the artists they used to come down to Stonebridge to rehearse. So all of the locals, they got to meet them, you know. I, up to this day, I see kids who say that they remember those days, you know. It was really a nice communal vibe and we used to play with all of the top artists that come from Jamaica. It came a kind of meeting place. We, uh, we had an office, we got an office upstairs, made it more into a whole organisation, started to uh, hire out, to rent out the rehearsal rooms so bands can have their own individual time and so on. And it was a lovely, it was wonderful because, you know, we would get, they get to meet top artists is that I can't explain it to you you know you have big international artists and they used to come down to that little place in Stonebridge you know so it was very much a like privilege it was like the capital um, London was like the capital for for reggae there was it's um, there was People had um, national chart hits, Ken Booth, you know, they all used to come to Arsden. They used to come there because we had the West Indian restaurants and the community. So they all used to come to Arsden. Like for me, say, even when the band, when I formed my own band, was like picked out of musicians that was out of other bands, you know, but the good ones. And um, and so we used to pick out of the musicians that come along and and play. Sometimes, obviously, you get to meet a lot of other musicians. You do gigs. You meet other musicians. You meet other up and coming artists. You know, we was like a mainly. After a while, we became a backing band. 
Because first I had my first band was in 1976, which was called Creation Rebel, which really was a good band as well. It rose to good heights. We travelled. My first tours and so on was with them. And that's how we got to meet some of the other people because one of the members knew the project leader. So we used to rehearse there. And by going out and doing a lot of shows, you get to meet other artists and musicians. And after we was backing a lot of them, you know, we thought that, hey, why don't we do some of our own recordings and stuff? And even people were telling us that, boy, when these guys start recording, they're going to be, you know, they get those experiences. So we went out there and got those experiences. We ourselves put our money together. We used to go to studios, recording. Then after a while, we said, you know what? I said, let's turn this, we can make this into a studio. And even one or two of the members, they laughed. Even to this day, we always talk about it. They laughed, they thought, ah, very funny, a studio here in Stowbridge. But we did, we got bits and pieces, bits and pieces. And then we bought a machine, a recording machine, which was very exciting. And did started to do some recordings, did our first recordings on a two track. And we heard it, we said, nah, we've got to do more of this. You know, it was really, it was better than you thought, you know? So we started to do recordings and that's when some singers as well from the local bands and the community, or even outside the community, because once you're happening, people will come from all kind of more areas. And that's how we used to meet lots of um, singers and musicians. Print is a big part, a very big part, because as I told you, that was sort of where the musicians and the singers who came from Jamaica, the musicians living over here, that's where we, that's, that was like where the place to be for music. The biggest record label dealing with reggae was Trojan, that was in Brent. And that was a big label. They're the ones that were responsible for Ken Booth who had a hit on the national number one in the national charts with everything I own. You had artists like Desmond Decker, um, and, and they were supported by Island Records and so on. So, French used to be where some some of the good sound systems were based in, in Arsden or in the Brent area. And so we used to have a lot of late night blues, you know, where rent parties and rent dances, you know, where people would keep a dance for rent or whatever. And you could always come to Brent and you can get the good music because we had the good sound systems was was from Brent. Bob Marley was staying in Brent. And that's before he became popular. Yeah, he was staying in Brent for a little while. So it brought a lot of Ken Booth, as I told you, was a national chart. He was in Brent, living, or stayed in Brent when he was was here. So we had a very strong, vibrant community 
when it comes to reggae and talking about those international artists who made it they were obviously they were Jamaicans so they're international and them having number ones and with the company Trojan which was based in Brent which was big, a big reggae company a lot, um, a lot of the international artists that's where they used to come to they used to come here they come off the plane and they don't have nowhere, they don't know nowhere to go or whatever. But they just say, take us to ours. Yeah, that's what they used to do. So we've always had a strong record company support for music. Because after that, then we had the Palmer brothers. And they were based on the high road ours then. And they became very big and as distributors also. I mean, you had Virgin that was just down the road. Island, they're all. Island was Labour Grove, you know. They they still was close, and they're big companies, and all the independent in, international artists used to flock to them. Well, Palmer is three brothers called Palmers: Carl Palmer, Harry Palmer, and Jeffrey. Jeffrey had a club. They was into real estate. And they had a lot of houses and they used to, you know, look about people who wanted to buy a house and so on. And um, one of the brothers went into record distribution and they used to have opened a record shop, a small one, and they went there about two, three. But um, they played a very important role as well because you know they were big they really got to a big stage and they came after Trojan who was a big company so those three brothers as I said they were really estaters but one of them was loved music and that was Harry Carl was the younger brother who was sort of supporting Harry Jeffrey was another brother but he had the club called the Apollo and lots of the artists would perform there, you know. So it's a you know, they'd make the record, they'd produce it, uh, or sometimes they don't even produce it because they used to buy a lot of records and license a lot of records from Jamaican producers, and they got you know to a, quite a big size. And um, after a while, Harry decided to turn into Christian. <laughs> And and he went to Jamaica to to live. And that was younger brother, which was Carl. He kept it, tried to keep it going. And after that, him and his wife turned into Jetstar. And that was like the biggest reggae distributor in Europe. And um, I used to work for them after a while as a, as the main producer, one of the main producers um, at Jetstar. For a good few years, I've done a few albums with some of the same stars that I grew up with and always wished that I could get to meet. Gregory Isaacs, I did an album with Gregory Isaacs. I did an album with um, Freddie McGregor. And these are big, top-line Jamaican artists. You know, I know we're all based in Brent. Well, we as Rough Cut, the band... 
was very popular. We used to play with all of not, I'd say 100% almost of all of the acts that used to come out of Jamaica. At one stage, if you was coming to in England and you're not playing with the rough cut band, you ain't got there yet, you know? Uh, so I've always loved Brent. Growing up in Brent, I've got my children in Brent. Uh, I love it. I have to be truthful. My daughter, Sabrina, she um, was in a group herself, which was going popular, a group called Mystique. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah. So that's another thing that came out of Brent. And they were very big also. And they used to watch me. They used to watch me on telly because I used to do some television shows. Number 73 in those days was little children's programs that used to come on in the mornings. I met Anton Deck down there. That's when they was just cutting their teeth. Yeah, my kids, they understand it. There's music played all the time in our home, continuously, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, but Arsenal or Brent has always been the capital of reggae music in London. 